scary stories to tell in the dark, Gnomus and Ad Astor trailers, as well as a possible David Bowie biopic, and Batman news. All this and a little more on an all-American upcoming attractions episode of Midnight Double Feature. What's up, guys? Uh, welcome back to another upcoming attractions episode of Midnight Double Feature. Uh, I am one of the four horsemen of this apocalypse. Uh, I am Colin, and along with me is my co-conspirator from the South, Danny. How are you? <laughs> good. I'm good, man. Awesome. Good. The guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming aboard this all-American version of, of uh, this upcoming attractions episode. Uh, this is a little bit different from what we normally do. These are usually hosted by our other co-host, Matt Vela, and this is usually a Zohev Matt kind of uh, thing. I popped on for a couple of these, or I'll type up a review, and they usually, you know, uh, uh, read them out for me. But it's 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 nice to actually come on and do something that's not like a feature presentation. It's like, oh, this is different. Like <laughs> this is such a different uh, beast for me to do. You know? Yeah, we, um, we actually learned that in the first week of June, Australians all jump into kangaroo pouches and they they go to, <laughs> so they're busy. <laughs> <laughs> they're busy. They they called us and they're like, we're not going to be there this week and we got to do it. So we got burgers in front of us. There's really big trucks parked outside. It's amazing. Yeah, I was thinking something like that. I was like, oh, they've been injured in unfortunate boomerang accidents. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, but but guys, um, like I said, this is an upcoming attractions episode. This is going to be uh, one of the episodes where we cover more recent news, trailers that have come out, maybe some movies that we've seen, do our reviews, uh, and just kind of all around general news that's been going on in the uh, entertainment industry, if you will. Um also, we have our feature presentations. Those are a bit longer. Those are the ones where we go through and kind of talk about the movies Um I guess, kind of plot, plot, you know, the plot, the beat for beat of them. Um, <clears throat> we actually just did one. We did Danny. We did your pick last week. We did Leon the Professional. We did Leon the Professional, which if you're not going to listen to it, we only recommend you watch the theatrical version. And if you want to know why, you can listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Re you read my mind. Um but uh, but yeah, if you guys want to check out any of those, we've been doing a lot of uh, good movies lately. We've got Rush coming up this weekend that we're doing. We just did Leon the Professional. We did Blow before that. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, and if you guys want to check that out, it's, it's all right there on the feed. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at Midnight Double Feature, uh, on Twitter at Midnight Double Feature, on uh, I'm sorry, at Instagram at Midnight Double Feature, on Twitter at MDF Pod. <clears throat> we also have the group attached to the Facebook um page called the after party that's three words everybody's invited that's where we post our news stuff we're excited about you know maybe you guys have some suggestions or something that uh, you want us to cover that's where you can get a hold of us you can also do that at midnight double feature at gmail.com we're on spotify we're on youtube and please stop by rate and review us on itunes give us five stars if you got the time if not give us four stars but that's all we're going to take and no, if you give us no, any no, less wait, hang on if you got the time <laughs> you can click five it's as easy as you can click four <laughs> Just give us feedback, right? We do this for you guys, a little bit for us, too, but we want enough stuff. Imagine the sadistic fucker who's like, I could hit five, but I feel powerful, more powerful if I hit four. <laughs> and, if they, and if they ever bring it up, I'll, I'll revert this to episode uh, number 100, and they told me to do it like that. <laughs> um. But yeah, guys, we got uh, we got some shit to jump into. We've got some trailers uh, that have come out. Uh, there's this trailer that's popped up for this movie at Astra. Uh, I hadn't even fucking heard of any of them. Went way over my head. Zoheb actually posted something about it in the after party. Uh, did you watch the trailer for this? Did you check this one out? Yeah, yeah, I, I saw the trailer for it yesterday. Well, what do you think about it? Uh, I don't really know yet. Um, it kind of looks like they're doing a high budget Gravity, you know. Yeah, um, but it also has so much cinematography in it um, that looks like 2001: A Space Odyssey. So it's almost like a marriage of those two, with I guess a little bit of you know that like that plot where um, it looks like uh, Brad Pitt's dad in the movie, who's played by Tommy Lee Jones, had went on a mission 16 years ago, and that he's in pursuit of him. They mention aliens, so there's a lot going on in that trailer, man. Like just that beginning scene of the trailer that we did catch where. He was uh, falling out of orbit back into Earth, and he wakes Ugh. up like felt like that's probably like half of a movie there anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, uh, there's a lot going on in this trailer, um, and of course they have Brad Pitt in it, so it's going to kind of have like this, I think, a big feel to it. Uh, what did you think about it? Well, I 
I exactly like what you said. I got this gravity 2001, a space odyssey kind of vibe from it. Uh, I, I kind of thought, uh, hundred bucks says Brad Pitt passed on interstellar. And he's like, I'm not doing that shit again. Um, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm fucking signing on for this shit. Um, cause did, Brad, did Pitt, Brad Pitt skip, uh, did he, did he reject? Oh no, I don't, I, oh. I don't know that for sure. I'm just like, I'm just, I was like, I, I bet gotcha. you a hundred bucks. He skipped that shit and was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting to see Brad Pitt in a sci-fi film because it's a little different. I, I I really am like straining to think about a sci-fi movie that he's in. Um, World War I, Z. I'm not. I mean, that's kind of sci-fi, but I guess because it's its own plot, like genre, it's kind of more like a zombie one. Yeah, I mean, and you could maybe even say like Benjamin Button because it has this weird. I mean, it is science fictional kind of like yeah, concept. That feels like a fantasy, you know, the way they tell that story. Yeah, it's way more of like an epic tale and it's it's a romance comedy kind of thing. It's a great movie, though. But um, but yeah, like you said, this is I've actually got the synopsis pulled up here. An astronaut travels to the outer edges of the solar system to find his father and unravel a mystery that threatens to threatens the survival of our planet. He uncovers secrets which challenge the nature of human existence and our place in the cosmos. Um, so, yeah, <clears throat> that's that's a pretty tall order. Like for that red reading that on the back of your fucking Blu-ray, you're like, uh, yeah, okay. it seems like a lot. It seems like quite a bit. I wonder how long the movie's going to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, as far as I know, I can't see any runtime for it. It's going to be coming out September 20th of this year. But like you said, there's Tommy Lee Jones. We also got Liv Tyler, Donald Sutherland. I love fucking Donald Sutherland, man. He's he's great. Um, but he pops, I, I, he pops up in some random stuff. Like he's in a movie called Phone Booth. Um, with uh, oh yeah, with Keith, yeah. He's yeah. the one on the phone. It's just he has these little random roles on there. Yeah, I, like I. I think the first thing I ever saw him in was like Lock Up back in the day with Sylvester Stallone. Of course, you grew up with me. You knew how big of a Sylvester Stallone fan I was. Oh, no way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I uh, I saw that and I was like, dude, this like the movie is extremely underrated. It's it's really good. That's cool. Um, it, it, it's, it's desperate for a remake. I was like, dude, this could be remade so fucking well. Um, but yeah, this I, I don't know. This this kind of threw me through a loop. Because I, like I said, I haven't seen Brad Pitt in anything sci-fi. And we've also kind of had like a string of these out lately. There was like the Life movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds. There was Gravity. There was Interstellar. Um, like there's been like kind of like this push for this cosmic kind of sci-fi thing, which is awesome. I, I, I actually kind of like that. Um, I, I like the like space is just kind of like an even more infinite ocean. And it's like, dude, that's like imagine what's at the bottom of the ocean. Imagine what's out there in space. Like that's a well, that's such a that's such a lofty kind of concept to think about. Um, oh, by the way, also, I just realized it's Kiefer Sutherland, not Donald Sutherland in phone booth. I was like, wait a minute, Donald Sutherland. I was like, no, that's Kiefer oh, Sutherland. It just hit me bad. like a fucking no, it just hit me like a fucking ton of well, bricks. I'm glad, want, you, I'm glad you corrected me because I want to know that. Well, I don't fucking want to get a letter from their state. Um, no, I'm just kidding. You, oh, an we, episode, just keep, we keep getting those letters, those pesky the, letters. It's the same person. It's Donald and Kiefer Sutherland. He's like, <laughs> no, 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 underline it, underline it. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, it, it looks really interesting. Uh, I like Liv Tyler. I like Brad Pitt. It, it seems like it's kind of going, for, like you said, exactly for this 2001 space um, kind of kind of vibe. Um, but it's, I mean, I don't know. It kind of threw me off. Like seeing them on these like buggies on the moon chasing each other, and he shoots out one of the tires. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I was, I was like, that's kind of ridiculous. I was like, so we're so what? We, now we have GTA on the moon. I was like, the, like, <laughs> it, like it felt so. I was like, that's not. I don't know. Everything else was awesome. Seeing him like literally fall from a space station to Earth, and we see this thing called what, like the like the purge or something like that. Something that's happened and knocked out all of like these, I guess, communications and satellites or something. Um, I don't know. There's not really a whole lot to go on in the trailer, but no, it's supposed maybe it's supposed to emulate an EMP that went off. Right. I I get a hardcore interstellar vibe from this because we have somebody who's gone for a long time on a mission to save the Earth, and their child is left behind and hasn't seen them in decades. And I was like, oh, this just seems like Interstellar from, like, Jessica Chastain's point of view. And and maybe she goes to space. I don't know. I was like, this is just kind of odd. I, I'm I'm pumped to see it, though. It, it it does look cool. I'll probably go check it out. I've been trying to go to the movies more lately. It, it, I, it looks interesting. Yeah. I think the only the, the, the part, the only note I can say left on it is that Liv Tyler keeps marrying these people that go on dangerous space missions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I... 
I honestly, I think this movie will either, I think it'll be okay or it'll bomb. I don't think this is going to be something that's going to come out that's going to blow like all, like all of our minds. Um, I don't know. I could be wrong. The director is a guy named James Gray. He really hasn't done that much stuff, though. That's why I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't know, man. If it were somebody else behind the camera, like a name that I knew, maybe. I was like, but, you know, I'll, I'll still give it a fair shake. I'll see, you know, what he's about. But, I mean, I'm looking at his IMDb right now, and he's done maybe 10 films since 1991, and I don't recognize any of them, uh, except for We Own the Night. Uh, he did We Own the Night, and that's about the only one that I recognize. Um, but one, the one thing that I actually am really pumped for is this movie that's coming out, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Um, I read these books as a kid. I was obsessed with them. I've actually got – there's three of them. Uh, they're written by – I think Alvin Schwartz and they're illustrated by Stephen Gamble. And I mean, you want to talk about something that had such a profound like influence on my taste and stuff, like especially horror movies. Anybody who listens to this knows I'm a big fan of horror movies. Um, and it had such a profound impact on that. Uh, they were also banned at one point. They were too scary for children. The illustrations were the stories weren't shit. They were campfire stories. But you you slapped together these like black and white Salvador Dali fucking acid nightmares. And it was like, dude, these like these books are fucking terrifying. Wow. Did you ever read these in school? No, I didn't even I had heard of them in passing. But no, I'm not I'm not much of a book person. Well, <laughs> <laughs> do they they're, they're just they're these old stories passed down from decades, generations. And they're just kind of like urban legends. There's one about somebody who has the hook on the side of the car when they drive off from a lover's lane. There's somebody in the backseat, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's there's all this type of stuff. But um, it's interesting because this is it's it's got uh, Guillermo del Toro like attached. And as originally a, as a producer and a writer. Yeah. That, but I didn't recognize the director either to answer what you're no, talking me about. Either. I, I actually I I kind of like I like the fact that. Guillermo del Toro is involved, but I was like, man, I don't know from the trailer of this. I don't even know if having Guillermo del Toro would be enough to sway me in the direction of liking this because the illustrations, <clears throat> I strongly urge anybody to go out and Google these illustrations from the book because they are fucking nightmare fuel. Like they are absolutely, I I even now I'm almost 30 years old and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like yeah. that's still just dreadful. So you mentioned you're talking about how uh, they had attached Guillermo del Toro's name to this, which I've seen them do a lot lately. Um, it reminded me of Mortal Engines. We saw that. I think that was the beginning of this year. I think that was 2019. And uh, they really hyped that movie up to be this epic adventure, like large scale movie that they could probably build a lot of them off of. And they attached Peter Jackson to it, but it wasn't he didn't like direct it. Um, I think he just only produced it, but they, they threw his name all over the poster so much that I don't even know who directed it. Um, and that movie was uh, not great. Um, there is a lot of really missed opportunities for them to have done something, like, I think, cool with it. But it wasn't as bad as people, I think, maybe thought it was. But it really bombed at the at the box office because of that. It had a massive budget. I don't have it pulled up. But I remember... Uh, seeing that it didn't do very well. and But that's kind of, I think, all... It got so hyped up because they attached Peter Jackson to it from The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. And so that that's... I couldn't help but think of that whenever Guillermo del Toro's name kind of came up, like, in the... Like, after the main guy's name, I think. And, like, they really didn't, uh, you know, say that he was directing it. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm... I'm, <clears throat> I'm super excited to see what they do with it. I it's never going to live up to the books. I can't be objective about it just because I fucking I mean, I love the books. I There's three of them. And I even finally went out and bought it. it's called uh, the Scary Stories Treasury. And it's all three of them in one book. Um, and, you know, we these books came out like in, between like 81 and 91. So we got them as kids. Our parents read them to us. Like now my brother's reading them to his kids. Uh, like my sister read them to hers. Um, so it, it's awesome seeing this get passed down, but I don't know about this trailer. That's why I'm kind of like, man, maybe I'm just being like too overprotective of it. It's really hard to be objective. Um, and I, I think that, I think the trailer looks kind of cool, but I, there's, there's a better plot. There's a better plot than just saying we read the book and we opened the book and all this stuff is coming for us now. And I'm like, I, I mean, I guess that's kind of cool, but 
I think this needs to be like an anthology movie, something like VHS or Trick or Treat or like, you know, it needs to be like a story based. It needs to be chapters in a story. Like, have you ever seen Trick or Treat or VHS? I know you're not a big horror movie guy. So I'm like, well, I'm trying <laughs> no, to think of something they, that's an they, anthology movie. You, yeah, they picked the worst week for not only us to do this, but for you to be stuck with me and then release a <laughs> horror movie trailer. Uh, no, I haven't. Well, I mean, basically uh, an, an anthology kind of thing is like, chapters in a story that take place like in trick-or-treat the main character is like the spirit of halloween this little kid named sam and if you break the rules of halloween he kind of comes to your house and fucks with you and like kills you ah. um and he, and it's basically he it's like four different stories that take place on the one on one night i love that that's really fucking cool i love anthology horror but the the thing that this is kind of swinging and missing at is doing the anthology thing it's like man you know this whole thing with scary stories tell in the dark you know, it's 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 like, oh, we pick up the book and each, you know, each new chapter is going to have our names in it. And this thing's kind of coming for us. And I was like, OK, I mean, I, I guess that's I guess that's kind of cool. But like I would almost prefer the like the anthology kind of step to it, because trying to cram all these things in in one plot, like it's happening to one group of people constantly and they know what's coming for them. And it's in this book. And I was like, eh, I don't know. That's just kind of predictable. Like it, it's it's like it, it stops being a horror movie and becomes kind of like a slasher thing where something's like after you the whole time. Uh, and that that kind of seemed like the point in every single one of the things. It was like something was just coming after them. And that's that's such a horror thing. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I get that. But there's some great stories and, and scary stories in the dark that have nothing to do with something coming after you. Like there's a guy who calls his wife. And his wife is crying and he can't get a hold of her. And he, he sees a funeral go by and it's his funeral. And I was like, oh, shit, like something like that, like shit like that scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. Um, there's a story of these two little kids that keep misbehaving and their mom's like, if you don't stop, I'm going to leave here and you're going to come home to, a, to an old woman with a tail who's going to take care of you like it's a spooky threat. And they keep doing it and they come home one day and they hear the thumping of the tail on the floor. And I was uh, like, oh, my fucking God damn, dude, that's that's that still kind of gives me goosebumps. So there, there's different stories that they could do. And I don't like the streamlined kind of like, oh, here's the boogeyman and he's coming for you. And I was like, I, I don't know. I, I just is that's every horror movie, though. They're always running from some threat like that. Sometimes. I mean, there's like I think I think the epitome of that where something that's so self-aware, something like it follows where it's like literally it's just a thing like walking towards you. But some of my favorite horrors been, you know, I, I don't know, something like Get Out. You know, it's not like a slasher something coming after you. That's like a psychological like kind of thing. Right. Um, I, I get very bored of those kind of movies, even stuff like Halloween or The Shining. I'm like, man, that's why I love stuff like In the Mouth of Madness. That's like a crazy meta psychological horror thing but yeah. which we which I, you guys covered that i think a few weeks ago but uh but i know that it's not really going in the direction that maybe some of the books that you had read uh like the, what you would prefer but right now if you had to call it just from watching the trailer do you think that this is a movie that that you think is going to go in a good direction it's going to get like it's going to be good or do you think it's just going to kind of bomb I think it'll do okay. It's a horror movie, so people are going to go in and see it. Like when it comes out, um, just I mean, like because. rating rating wise, do you think that it's going to perform well? Or no, I mean, I think it'll do mm, maybe six out of ten if I had to give it like something. <laughs> it comes out August ninth of this year, so it's like right around kind of fall. It's getting into October, like kind of thing, right? Um, so I th I think that it'll pull in a crowd and it'll do like a decent amount, and and I and I think it's kind of spooky. And it's kind of got this like 80, like late 80s, early 90s kind of vibe. The kids are talking on walkie talkies and stuff. And that's very popular to cash in on right now. Hmm. So I think it'll, I think it'll pull in a market kind of like that. But as far as something that's actually like a scary movie, I don't know. Um, I just, I don't see it being, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't see it being very, um, very scary at all. Um, but I, I, either way, I'm interested to see it. Um, <clears throat> But Let, let's talk about let's talk about something that's maybe really scary. If you're if you're done uh, talking about scary, no, stories, no, yeah, to, take them do it. The, the fact that Stallone is still coming back and making Rambo movies. <laughs> I'm kidding. Dude. I'm kidding. I know how much you like Stallone. That was just an no, easy, dude. No, easy this Last Blood. It looks like dog shit. It does not look good. Like that. I, that. That. I, does, I, and no other than in the after party, we were picking on it because they were using Old Town Road. At least Matt Villa, our one of our other <laughs> hosts, was picking on it. And he was like, "Every movie is doing this, and here we go again." And um, yeah, I, I know that the Rambo movies were a really big thing. You actually got me into them. Uh, I I only ever 
watch the first one. I saw a lot, I think, of the second one by accident. But um, I, you're the one that actually showed me and got me to watch the first one. I kind of like that movie a little bit. But um, whenever I saw this one, it kind of looks like the same Stallone movies that he's been making. I haven't seen hardly any of them, but I've watched a lot of the trailers just kind of out of interest. And But I have actually watched recently Escape Plan, which is him and Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's not a bad, but it's, pretty, it's practically like a super B movie. Um, but I, I couldn't help but think about like Escape Plan, not only because I'd seen it recently, but a lot of the Rambo Last Blood stuff looks like it, it has that same feel to it. Um, and I, I'm not recognizing the people that are attached to this really at all. Are you? Uh, no, not, not at all. I mean, other than Stallone, like, no, and I, and I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I just, I didn't, I didn't even bother to look to be completely honest because it's, it's not, it's not even anything that's kind of on my radar to be honest. Like the last yeah, one the, was even kind of pushing it. Yeah. Get, get the, um, get the gringo was the last thing that he, I think just kind of was a big thing that he directed that was on TV. It looks like he's done like some second unit director, assistant director work on some, on like Narcos. Um, the, one of the more recent Jack Reacher movies, um, and like Apocalypto, but no, I, I don't really recognize any of this. And I would have, especially and just cause I'm biased for you, Colin, I would have given Stallone the doubt and been like, I hope this ends up being good. And I, I want anybody to be good, of course. Um, but watching it, I feel like I already saw half of the movie, either the first half or the second half. He's apparently on a ranch and he ends up killing a lot of people. If you read the description of this, it has to do with crossing the border at some point between the U.S. and Mexico and the storyline taking place between, I think, both locations. So the whole scene that we see in the trailer of a bunch of cars approaching some farmhouse that he's on is either the first half of the movie or the second half of the movie. And I think he makes it out of that <laughs> if it is the beginning of the movie. So, yeah, I. Yeah, as I'm watching it, I'm like thinking of the first movie and I'm thinking of that the fact that they never should have made anything past the first Rambo. You know, when I'm a kid, I, I thought a lot differently. But and the, the second one is fun, I guess. And the third one's fun, you know, whatever. But the first one was really it, it was a it was a film versus two movies. It had something to say. It wasn't just an action movie. It was something it was commenting on. You know, it uh, does with, have a, a standalone feel to it, almost like Leon. Where it it's just so like somber and by itself that it just makes sense that it's just kind of like the side story you might tell in between seeing like a bunch of like really maybe like big, big movies. It's like, oh, by the way, did you ever hear the tale about Rambo? Like that's how that movie feels like it's presented. Yeah, like there's there's something about the first one that has it has a lot of charm. It has a lot of I mean, like like I was saying, it had it has something to say about the the Vietnam War and how, you know, the veterans were, were being treated and how in society we hadn't really come to terms with that, like spitting on people who were forced to go to a war that they didn't want to be a part of. Like, yeah, like you didn't right. like it, it, it. It actually helped a lot of people come to terms with stuff like that. And it, it which is the way a lot of a lot of stuff happens. It's like I think I think it kind of trickles down and people realize how fucked up this is and then there's a movie made or a book or something comes out and they're like, Oh yeah, that is really fucked yeah, up. People relate to it. Yeah, exactly. Um but seeing this thing, this I don't need John Rambo has already like he's already come home and he's come full circle and he's like done to me. Like there's nothing about his character to me. That's like, oh, this is something that happened a long time ago. And like, he shouldn't be taking on new adventures. He should be like fixing things or I never did this and I'm going to do this because I said I would like years ago. I would even be more OK with that. I'm not going to say fine with it, but just the whole like it seems like he lives in a small town and like, I don't know, it's like walking tall. Like somebody starts a casino and starts selling drugs and he's going to run them out of town. Like, I don't know. It seems fucking dumb. There's nothing really about it. I saw that that kind of realized, like, yeah, dude, that looks fucking cool. I mean, it's, it's Stallone. Stallone's always Stallone. And, and I think he'll probably do a good job. But I, I don't know if he's he's he hasn't. It's been... usually not a question about like how he looks in the movies like he usually I mean, despite his age and everything, at least some of the marketing of this looks pretty good. And Stallone always tries to like kind of be that badass, right? But you're right. It's just so random and out of love field. 
I, it, well, I feel like it's just the age of reboots and I, I'm not usually like thinking like that but uh, there's just there's so many of these movies that everybody's like oh I forgot there was like four other of those they made in the 90s oh they're making another one 20 years later right now I mean we've got a guy who started in the first film and like the first film was like 79 or 81 Dang. and now he's, he's gone all the so far with this character and it's like man enough like he's done enough like we've seen him get get out of Vietnam <clears throat> we've seen him get out of Vietnam, go to prison, fight out, go to like Cambodia <clears throat> where he's stick fighting. Then he goes to Russia and helps the Iraqis. And now he's in Burma and he goes from Burma to home. And I was like, dude, this is enough. I don't really need to see the, 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 the wild and winding adventures of John Rambo. I was like, <laughs> I, <clears throat> I really just need to see that one kind of circular story and be done with it. And it's great. The first movie is fucking great because even though it did have action in it, it was not an action movie. It was a drama with action elements. It was not an action movie with drama elements. And that's what pisses me off about seeing this new one. It's like, ah, whatever. <laughs> Just wah, wah, like down the toilet. Um, well, I don't have anything else to contribute to the trailer. <laughs> well, what about this movie Onward that you were talking about? I, I'm now, now see where you are like, eh, to horror. I'm like, eh, to Disney. I'm like, what? Pixar? I don't really. Pix like, Pixar. I like Pixar more so than Disney. I think Disney comes out with a lot <laughs> I like of stuff. how you said that you're like. Pixar. <laughs> Pixar. You son of a bitch. You envision that lamp, not that big castle. I'm a Pixar man. Um, no, but I mean, think about the Pixar movies that have come out, man. I just feel like there's just nothing you could do to ever like correct them. Like, like the Finding Nemo movies, those are really great. I, I think those are really great. My like top three movies of all time includes Wally. I love the fuck out of that movie. The pacing of it, it was so different. I was like seeing a movie like 15 minutes practically of no talk, like speech almost basically none um and just like getting a feel for it i just i never seen anything like that before and then uh it's not my favorite because i don't want to like cry like a man every week but coco is fantastic as uh, i think you and zoheb covered that uh, yeah sometime last year the middle of last year i'd say and that, like, I don't blame him for picking that at all. At the time, I remember him saying, I know it's weird that we're doing this. It's a cartoon and you guys have done a lot of dark, serious, more serious movies at the time. And I was like, "That that's not shocking to me at all. That movie carries so much weight to it. So, yeah, I, I give a lot of credence to, to Pixar. They usually do really, really high quality stuff. Um, I've actually talked more about Pixar than I even have to talk about Onward because all we got is a teaser trailer it looks like it's just a modernization of some kind of fairy tales. Not like, you know, think kind of like Shrek, but maybe not like that type of adult humor and that that, that kind of dream uh, DreamWorks animation. It's, of course, like a Pixar feeling movie, but it's like some modern amenities and but some uh, fairy tale-esque people that are mixing into it. And really, the only people that are credited right now to it are our most recent Spider-Man and Star-Lord, which is uh, Tom Holland. And Chris Pratt, who look like their brothers in the trailer, Chris Pratt picks up his little brother in a van and then they go off to some adventure. That's really all you see. Um, Julia Louise Dreyfus, am I saying her name correctly? Am I remembering that the the from Seinfeld? And she's also in uh, Veep. I yeah, think. yeah, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Yes, she's fantastic, man. She's hysterical. Yes. I've seen her in some in some uh, talk shows, and man, she's just she's great. Um, she's apparently in it. And then Octavia Spencer, who I really like, she's in, uh, the shape of water, hidden figures. She pops up in some kind of minor roles every now and then, but man, I just really like her. She's got great screen presence and I always like the things that she does. So, um, I'm excited so far for the cast of it. Uh, the movie itself, again, only a teaser just kind of looks, I don't know. I'm not sure how much interesting plot is maybe going on and then it might just kind of be like a Pixar demo you know, so to speak, where they're, they're just kind of like going through the motions. Uh, but they usually do really, really well. So um, I'm I'm excited to see an actual trailer and get a little bit more to, to chew on with it, see if it's something I want to go see in theaters. I think it's coming out next year. And that's that's about it. The only uh, directorial credits I don't have it in front of me. We've been doing a shitty job naming some of the directors in this. Um, the person who is directing this, the only thing I recognize them from, oh, Dan Scanlon, I'm sorry was his name and monsters university which i did not see but i love the first monsters movie he had nothing i don't think to do with so that's my spill on onward any questions <laughs> <laughs> hi thank you for coming and this has been my ted talks um <laughs> no i um i it, it definitely looks interesting it reminds me of almost like a kid's version of bright you know like the will smith 
uh, Netflix thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a little bit yeah. more. No! Definitely <laughs> a lot more bright, right? But not not to be punny with the movie, but that movie is dark. Like they're usually not in a bright setting. And this onward looks like there's like always some twilight sunset going on in the background. Yeah, I um there's something about it. It, it almost even reminds me of like a Futurama Rick and Morty kind of vibe. Because I, I like maybe there's not humans that live in this world. We had, we didn't really see any. It could all just be like magical creatures, and that's fine. That looks uh, kind of interesting. But I've I've always liked that. I like taking something that's just this like fantastical thing to someone, and it's just like oh, that's just our average day life. Like oh, thanks, Mister Unicorn, and he's like fucking you know like 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 <laughs> dick like like stabbing holes in your in your floor for you to put like posts in or something. He's like oh, thank you so much. <laughs> like you know they're always doing something like you see the woman. Or I don't know what she is. I guess she's like a kangaroo or something. I don't know. She's like jumping and painting the wall. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I like the utility of it. And a dorky way is like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, like, Pixar, that's odd. Pixar thrives on that type of shit. Right. Yeah. And, and, it, and it looks interesting. I'm admittedly not a, like a Disney Pixar fan. I've never seen Finding Nemo. I've never seen Finding Dory. I've seen like the first Shrek. Uh, I don't Toy think Story. that's Pixar. Oh, Toy wait. Story, oh, yeah. There you go. All those. Yeah, are, yeah, yeah. All those are good. And Pixar. Um, but I, but I've just, I've admittedly never really seen like stuff like that. Not that they don't look good. It's just, I, I it's just, no, is is Frozen Pixar or is that Disney? Uh, that's Disney. I, I don't think Pixar has to do with that. I, those movies on a on a on a case marketing wise are definitely targeted. I think towards children. So I think if the only thing you ever saw was like those, and then maybe the merch or something in passing, you didn't really see a trailer. I totally agree. There would be there. I probably would have never picked up any of them. Uh, and I think my wife has a lot to do with helping us pick up some of these as well. But they aren't just animated movies. Like, they have depth to them. They're very well done. So, you named off, like, Finding Nemo. You don't have to start there. That That's maybe a little bit more too kid-centric for, I know, your tastes. Uh, if I were you, I would start, like, Inside Out. Or maybe, that, which is really good. I, I'm pretty sure that's Pixar. Um, or or maybe, like, Wally. I can't help but I recommend that. See, I actually now I take that back. I have seen Wally and I have seen Monsters Inc. and I love both those movies. I really do like them. I've never seen The Incredibles though. I've never seen that. Oh man, never, yeah, I, it's so I don't think good. I, it's Oheb and I have like bonded over that movie. I think before <laughs> I'm like, it's just so good, isn't it? Uh, I have seen the three, the first three. Well, I guess the only Toy Stories that are out right now. The fourth one hasn't come out yet, but. Um, but yeah, I it definitely it definitely looks interesting. I I think you're right. I, my brain is just blurring the Disney Pixar together, and even like DreamWorks. I threw in some DreamWorks movies in there, and it's all just bleh, like blurring out to me. Right. Um, yeah. There, there's a distinction, I think, definitely for me between the Disney stuff that we have and like the Disney Pixar. I even forget that they merge those two together sometimes when they do a project like together. Um. So yeah, I get it, but. They're, they got some good movies, so. Well, <clears throat> I was actually, I was looking up uh, movie tickets tomorrow to go see Rocket Man because uh, Rocket Man's actually doing pretty well. Like, it's got like a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, apparently it's it's fucking great. I think that's even higher than Bohemian Rhapsody. But they said it's it's projected to not even make nearly as much money as Bohemian. I was like, oh, that's crazy. That's it's insane. A, I know that you're yeah. much more of a queen advocate than you are an Elton John one, but. Uh, yeah, but not that I'm you're not anti Elton John, but I just never hear you sing his stuff. No, no, for sure. I've never been like a huge Elton fan. I mean, he's just kind of in the cultural osmosis. So it's like, of course, you like a couple of his songs, like liking the Beatles, you know, even even if you don't love the Beatles, you, you like and know at least a song, you know, there's he loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, all these fucking <laughs> songs. Um, and I admittedly, as I've watched it more and more, I'm in less and less of a fan of the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. Uh, there's just something mm. about it, like, and I'm sure we'll cover that one day. We'll do a feature presentation and get fucking Patrick Harrington from Married People Watch Movies <laughs> on here. Um, <clears throat> but um, but I know why you bring this up because there's a huge trend going on with these music movies where they're coming out with these biopics of these huge artists. They just did Freddie Mercury, which I know you're very close to that, and then of course you're bringing up Elton John. But there's you were talking to me before we started this, just right before we started, you kind of figured this out. But said there's a David Bowie possible movie. Uh, come biopic coming out uh, for him, right? Yeah, the now the the director of it's actually kind of interesting. The director of Rocket Man is Dexter Fletcher, and Dexter Fletcher actually stepped in for Brian Singer 
after right. he was yeah. fired or quit or whatever. Like, it, I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. And uh, that's fucked up because now here he is being like a co-director on Bohemian Rhapsody. He doesn't get the directing credit because of the Directors Guild, because I guess Brian Singer did the majority of it. So not only does he not get a directing credit on it, then he goes and makes this movie that is apparently critically a better movie. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm not going to lie. I think Rocketman will be a lot better. Uh, it, like it, it really gets into the nitty gritty of him and his demons and, you know, abusing drugs and alcohol and going to rehab. And I'm like, yeah, like, 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 like Bohemian Rhapsody wouldn't dare get near that shit. I was like, you gave me a PG 13 rated life about an X, uh, like a PG 13 version of an X rated life. As like, whereas yeah. Rocket Man is rated R, and of course it's going to make less money, but it's going to be a fucking way better movie. Um, like <clears throat> it's it's just kind of crazy. I hate how they did that with Bohemian Rhapsody, but that's a whole other episode. Um, but the it's actually the producer, the the producer of um, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, the producer of Rocket Rocket Man is Matthew Vaughn. I think he directed Kingsman, or he's the producer. I'm not 100 percent sure, but um, he says that he's wanting to. You know, do something uh, with with David Bowie. This is to be a dream come true. It'd be awesome. There's nothing like officially in the works, um, but there is actually. No, I mean, there's nothing officially in the works from him. But apparently, there has been something going on uh, for a while called. I, uh, oh fuck, I've got it. I think it's called. I think it's called Stardust. Stardust is this David Bowie movie that they're looking about doing. Um, and it's it's actually it's going to be set kind of. Bef I think it's. Um, I think it's kind of before he gets really big. It's about him like up and coming. Yeah, it's called Stardust. The film would reportedly be set in 1971 before David Bowie was a worldwide superstar. And I'm like, oh, I mean, that's kind of interesting. But I, I don't know if I'd want to see like I, I want to, you know, I want to see a little bit more beyond that. Maybe I don't yeah, want to watch. Think, I think we need a little career. bit more to like to chew on. Right. To even know if this is uh, coming out like. I've heard them announce and talk about the Gambit movie for years in a serious way, but that shit has not come out ever. Like in in a long time, right? I saw. I'm, I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see more shit pop up on this. Yeah, I am too, especially with the fact that like uh, Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody both came out this year, and they were just absolutely you know did critically really well, financially really well. Um, <clears throat> I think a lot of people always like stuff like that based on true events. You, everybody loves a true story. And, it, you know, especially when you do something, imagine when the, imagine when the fucking Beatles movie comes out, that is going to be insane. Like that is going to be the biggest biopic. Cause like, I mean, Queen, yeah, it's got a shit ton of fans. People are going to be pissed if you don't get that right. And same thing with Elton John, but like the Beatles are like double fold, like over, over Elton and, and Queen. I feel like, I mean, they were just so ahead of their time with, with so much stuff. Um, but, um, I see, yeah, Matthew Vaughn has actually, yeah, he actually produced Snatch, Lock, Stocking, Two Spoken Barrels. Um, <clears throat> I believe he directed Kick-Ass and X-Men First Class and Kingsman. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Um, hmm. so yeah, he's a, he said he's, he said he would love to do a David Bowie movie and I'm totally cool with that given his resume. Um, but we posted something in the after party actually about what or who more or who rather people would see play David Bowie. Um, I sorry, I had a, <clears throat> had like a Christopher Walken moment there. We had a post <laughs> in the after party. I, we I just, stuck at the only place we could. <laughs> David Bowie's ass. Um, <laughs> yeah. You asked, uh, you're, you're asking, uh, who you think if that does end up, which we don't usually do a lot of rumory stuff here. We just, we don't care that much, I guess about rumors to that degree. But you said in the case that this does come to light, who would you want to play it? You suggested Paul Bettany. I totally agree. I always think of David Bowie when I see Paul Bettany. I can't help it. Yeah, I think definitely Paul Bettany. Um, Brian Campbell, as a joke in the chat, put fucking Ben Stiller. I was like, fuck you, Brian. Um, <laughs> With the blue steel gif. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of people have said Tilda Swinton, and I totally get it. Uh, if you guys don't know who that is, she's... Uh, well, what is she officially in Doctor Strange? Is she the Sorcerer Supreme at that time? I can't remember. Yeah. No, she's the she's like the Chosen One, or... I can't fucking I, remember. I, I believe I, she's Sorcerer Supreme in that, yeah. Okay. Um, I think you're right. But um, but no, a lot of people have said because uh, and I'm not a big Bob Dylan fan, but there's a Bob Dylan one that came out and they split him between four different actors. And Kate right. Blanchett was one of them. And she did do a fucking really good job. I've like heard. I watched some I've watched some interviews of Bob Dylan and then saw like parts of her performances. And I was like, oh, OK, that's that's pretty fucking cool. But I wonder 
In fact, my girlfriend, Lindsay, she's a huge David Bowie fan. And she was saying that somebody had the idea, it was like on a Reddit or something, because David Bowie was known for creating these multiple personalities. He did Ziggy Stardust. He did The Thin White Duke. And there was a couple other ones, like through his career, he adopted these like personalities. So, of course, somebody had the idea. They were like, why don't they just have multiple actors um, like come in and play um, <clears throat> come in and play David Bowie? Because for one thing, that's a lot for for one person to take on, you know, like that's it's such a big character to try and fill the shoes of um, just because I, I feel like it's different with Elton John. It's different with Freddie Mercury. And I can't tell you why. And I think it's because David Bowie, he was a lot more eccentric. Than them, like I, I think that they were a little bit more mainstream. Not saying David Bowie isn't mainstream. Obviously, he has a huge, uh, huge following and a lot of right. listeners. But I feel like he's kind of got the more like. <clears throat> I actually saw something with Coldplay, and they said they came out maybe five years ago and put this song to David Bowie, and we're like, "Hey, we want you to come and do the song." And he goes, "Well, it's not. It's not a terribly good song, is it?" Right. And they yeah. were like, "Wow!" They're like, oh, "We couldn't believe." Yeah, we're one of the biggest bands in the world. And, of course, he's even bigger than us. But at our age, we'd love to play with the people who are one of the biggest bands in the world. Um, and just for him to have that kind of, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, he, I, I just think that's insane. He's very, very, very interesting dude. Um, yeah, so if they, end I, up, if they end up making this, there's a lot of interesting directions they could go in. They could do that Bob Dylan one because he did have the Ziggy Stardust persona um, kind of character. And then, of course, David Bowie. And I, I don't know if there are others, but, I mean, that 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 could be cool. It could be cool. Yeah, I, uh, Tilda Swinton is as the ancient one. That's what she is. I was like the chosen one. The Tilda, I, I she, think she's that the title one. that she's given is the Sorcerer Supreme. Though I always thought uh, I might be wrong. Fuck, I don't know. I don't care about Doctor Strange. <laughs> so, kind of um, in the superhero realm. Um, I think one last thing you're wanting to talk about if you're if you're done with your. No, yeah, I, I'm Bowie done with my, my David Bowie cocksucking rant. Um. <laughs> Before we get out of here, we just wanted to touch base. We we This is something that I believe that Matt and Zoheb talked about last week, was that there was speculation Robert Pattinson would be picked as the new Batman. Um, and a lot of people talked about that online. Um, a lot of people that were very optimistic and the people that weren't. I think within a couple of days, it was confirmed that he actually is going to be uh, the new Batman. So, yeah, Robert Pattinson's our new our new Batman. I know you wanted to talk about that. Yeah, Robert Pattinson. Um, oh, I, I was like, wow, nobody? Nobody's done that yet? We got Batfleck, but nobody came up with Pattinson? Um, there was a bunch of dumb Twilight jokes. Like, oh, he finally went from a vampire into a bat. And I was like, wow, really? It's in the name, Pattinson. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm... I'm excited to see what he does, honestly. Um, yeah. I, I Again, like, there's just hardly you – know, like, uh, there's hardly anything to bite on with this yet other than just the fact that it's just there's going to make another Batman movie, which we all know they're always going to do that, and that he's going to be in it. But, like, I have not seen shit else attached to this. No posters or names, directors. It's literally just him, right? Well, I think actually Matt Reeves is set to direct these. He did the like the I think he did two out of the three Planet of the Apes movies. Um, And he's really good friends with J.J. Abrams. In fact, when they were younger, they uh, they they actually worked for Steven Spielberg, um, which is like fucking crazy. I know. But they we actually talked about that in our Super 8 episode. Um, And they would they would like put together his his movies and stuff. He did Cloverfield. He did Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Worth of Planet of the Apes. He did Let Me In. So all those movies I actually like. I haven't I don't have no problem with any of the ones, uh, any of his films that I've seen. I don't think he has a very big, big filmography. I think it's maybe 10 movies. Um, And most of his stuff I have seen. He did Under Siege 2 back in the day. Wow, that's fucking crazy. Uh, Oh, he's not a director on that. He's just a writer. Never mind. Um. But he he's this this Batman that's coming out. It's not going to come out until like 2021. So I'm like, oh, shit, oh, that's, that's going to fucking that's going to be a while. Um, well, I have uh, what, do, what I'm just anxious to know. What are you excited about him playing this role or are you a little more skeptical? I think if it were somebody else besides Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves is a fine director. Are there better directors? Yeah, but there could be a hell of a lot worse. Like, I'm not just ecstatic that it's him. His shit's um, entertaining, right? Like, those Planet of the Apes movies you're talking about, my wife and I just discovered, like, like last year, 
like on Black Friday, we got all three of them on a Blu-ray for like nine ninety nine. It was insane. And like oh. now, I see them for sale, and they're expensive. Like I didn't realize how good of a deal. And dude, those movies are pretty damn good. Like that's a they're solid trilogy. And I was, I was, I was impressed with it. So I mean, considering it's him and all the other movies you named off that he's attached to. I'm optimistic myself about him portraying this role. I don't think that this is a bad choice right now just from the looks of it. I think I'm surprised and maybe he'll have to do some like workouts because I think we're used to kind of seeing him as kind of like a thin figure from the Twilight films. But now Mm -hmm. I think he's going to have to get maybe a little bit more shoulder pads on him to kind of really fit into that suit. But after that, um, I think it would be cool. I also think it would be uh, the only thing I can add to this is if they are going to keep somebody like Robert Pattinson with his demeanor and his frame, it'd be neat if they went into the Batman Beyond stories that they used to make the cartoons about. Yes. Terry, Terry McGinnis, I think, is the, is like the kid who ends up discovering the Batcave by accident when Bruce Wayne has kind of hung it up and he takes it over and it's set in the future. Little future and little futuresque. And it, Terry is not the same person as Batman, you know, but he like fits in that suit so well it's almost like you can't imagine anybody else in it and that's what robert pattinson reminded me of so um if they did end up making you know if they did start to say hey we might even screw around with like the batman beyond script i would be like now i'm finally interested in some dc shit right yeah i've heard a lot of people say bring michael keaton back let him be bruce wayne and have because like technically robert pattinson is just batman like he's not bruce wayne like there's been plenty of people who have been batman I I'm like 90 percent sure they're not going to go on that angle. I really, 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 really wish they would. Even if the you know the, the say fuck getting Michael Keaton back, you somebody else. That's OK. Get Ben Affleck for all I care. Like, just give me a Batman Beyond movie because I've wanted that for years, especially if you could get Michael Keaton back, have him older because he's been fucking like killing it the last couple of years. Um, bring Michael Keaton back, you know, bring him in as Bruce Wayne, let Robert Pattinson take over. But I did read somewhere where they're looking at a comic book that was written by Frank Miller, I think in like 87, wow. I think 87, 86. It's called Batman Year One. And it's really <laughs> it's it's really good. I like it. I'm, I'm a fan of Frank Miller's stories, not his drawings. His drawings are terrible. He's got awful. But I like his storytelling. <laughs> okay. um, but it's it's an interesting uh, Batman Year One. um is uh, recounting Batman's early crime-fighting career, the story simultaneously examines the life of the recently transferred officer James Gordon, eventually building towards their partnership. So it's kind of like a prequel, I guess, but we've only ever seen that relationship in movies very, very quickly. Like, I mean, we saw it in Batman Begins, but by the end of Batman Begins, they're like, they're thick as thieves. Like, they're like buddies, you know? And and I and I get it. Like, I mean, they're not like best friends. He He doesn't even trust him to tell him who he actually is. But... I think seeing that relationship, maybe because it's so unrealistic at first. Imagine, you know, I'm a cop and you're this fucking wacko vigilante who thinks you can go out and do this shit and that you're going to work with me and that we're going to be cool about it. Like that. That's a cool movie. That's a cool idea. And I think it's also Batman trying. I mean, I think it's a great movie if he can say, listen, I've gone through everybody in the Gotham PD and you are the only person who's straight as an arrow. You're the only person who doesn't, you know, do drugs or take stuff off, you know, take bribes or do this, or do that. You're the only one I can trust. And he's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You can trust me. I don't even know who the fuck you are. Like, I can't do I can't trust you in that way. That's a fucking awesome idea for a movie. That's really mm-hmm. cool, um, especially seeing Batman because he's always a badass. He never really gets his ass kicked except Dark Knight Rises. So I'm like, show me, show me like the Daredevil Netflix show of him kind of getting his ass kicked. You know, like I love that. That's realistic. That's cool. That's that's that a makes fantastic very... reference because if they had a Batman in that version, it would be very watchable. Yeah, I would I would love it um, versus, you know, like the Gotham TV show we got for five seasons where. You know, it's him in fourth grade up until where he's like 20. I'm like, I don't really care about that. Like, I, you know, it, I don't really need to see him building the suit and doing this and doing that. Like, I I just mm. really want to see his relationship building with Gordon and how this is going to go. And obviously, Robert Pattinson is I mean, he's old. He's probably older than us, but he is such a young looking guy that I think that they can make him look. They can probably make him look his age and they can make him look quite a bit younger, like just because he's got that is a very, very young face. He's fucking 33 years old. And it's like, dude, looking at him, I don't think you'd really guess he was 33 years old if you, you know, if he had a shorter hair and he was clean shaven, you know, you would never guess that he was older than 25. Hmm. So 
I think seeing seeing something like that would be interesting. Uh, I I really like Matt Reeves. I like everything I've seen so far. Hopefully, this would be something like really cool. Um, I heard at what point that um, it was going to be Ben Affleck, but then uh, Ben Affleck was set to like write, star, and direct. But he's been having like some crazy problems lately. I think he went to rehab for like alcoholism. Like he's yeah, had some issues whatever. lately. Whatever. Yeah. I, I, like I'm. Like I'm okay with not seeing another Ben Affleck Batman though, because we watched those and they they just weren't there. <laughs> so I'm I'm not like heartbroken that uh, he wouldn't still be attached to him, you know. Like no matter what's going on in his life. Well, I I will say I did I, I liked him as Batman, but I just think he's I don't know. I it's I think I think a lot of it is the writing. I I, I think he, phys- physically he makes a great. Like the Frank Miller version of Batman, this big older boxer type of Batman. That that's the kind of Batman that I actually really enjoy. Um, just this big brawler type. And and I but he does he he looks like a can of biscuits popping out in his suit. You know, he's just this <laughs> swollen, bubbly mass in his suit. And I love the suit and I and I like the way he looks, but but I, yeah, I, I I think that Ben Affleck could do a better job with a better director in a different movie. But Either way, I'm definitely pumped to see it. We're not going to watch it for fucking three years, so we got a lot of time to wait. Um, I will say Google some images of Robert Pattinson. There's already been a lot of photoshops done, and it does look good. It doesn't look bad. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, that's kind of crazy. It's like, yeah, but sometimes that's a good that's a good test of seeing like what somebody could potentially look like. Um, there's a lot of those of Tom Hardy as Wolverine, as like Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy as Wolverine. Like, there's a lot of really cool uh boss logic on instagram does a shit ton of those and he's he's i mean those are so fucking entertaining even if it's not somebody who's actually in the running for it um but i mean unless you've got something else danny i think that pretty much wraps it up for us no we you know usually zohib and matt have some trailer i'm sorry some movie that they've probably seen in the last week that's brand new that they can talk to review on we've all been pretty busy um i haven't seen any movie that's worth that uh recently to even talk about and i know i think you're in the same boat but you you pretty much we covered we did all the trailers and shit i'm good right yeah i saw brightburn and they already talked about that on the last episode and of course i'm going to see rocket man like tomorrow mm, so i'm like yeah. can we just i'm gonna i'm gonna like punch in a real quick like review and edit it in the power of editing no um <laughs> But guys, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you know, like I said, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram. We're on Facebook. We've got the group, The After Party, connected to it. Stop by, rate and review us on iTunes. Let us know how we're doing. Or you can email us, midnightdoublefeature at gmail.com. Danny, bid these people adieu. Adieu, everyone. Adieu. Guys, thanks for coming out and listening, and we will see you all later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.